Okay, we're now going to start. So we're starting the Mishnah on the bottom of the page, the previous page. Um, one second. Yeah, we're on the bottom of Yudzayin and Bet. The theme of this Mishnah is talking about certain things that you can't do even before Shabbat because it's going to happen on Shabbat. Now, there's two discussions I want to bring out just before we start the concept. Discussion number one is a concept called Shvitat Kelim. There's a machloket we're going to see in the Gemara. Uh, they're going to clarify it. But the concept is that not only can't you do work, not only can't your animal do work, but your utensils can't do work. So that would mean, for example, um, if you had a mouse trap. Your mouse trap would not be allowed to catch a mouse on Shabbat because your utensils can't do work. That's one issue. Another issue is starting something before Shabbat that's going to happen on Shabbat. That might be a rabbinical issue, but not because of Shvitat Kelim. So those are two separate concepts and we'll, we'll, we'll see as they, uh, as they, uh, mix and match. So Beit Shammai Omrim, you cannot soak, dye, or certain types of colors on Shabbat. The kashinim and certain types of beans on Erev Shabbat. Everything must be finished off on Friday. That means that if um, I want to soak my ink and it takes an hour till the ink and water mixes. We're dissolving the, the th- some thick ink block into water, and it's going to turn into a, a paste. So that, whatever the process takes, let's say it takes two hours to happen, you have to put it in two hours before Shabbat, because I don't want it happening on Shabbat. That's what Beit Shammai holds. Beit Hillel is going to allow it. So it's it's these, I mean, it's the equivalent, let's say, uh, um, as if to say, you can put laundry in the in the in the in the machine in the washing machine, but make sure the cycle ends before Shabbat. That's what Beit Shammai would tell you, and Beit Hillel allows it. Now, obviously, there's something wrong. The Gemara is going to say with soaking ink because there's nothing wrong with soaking ink. Why would it have to end beforehand? Okay, so that's going to be our our uh, discussion in the Gemara. Fine. Um, next. Now, again, same theme. All these things is going to end up being because your utensils are working for you. You can't put flax into a oven. We want whatever this process of heating up the flax would happen before Shabbat. Similarly, you can't soak wool in a pot. Again, we want the dye to take effect on the wool before Shabbat enters. So again, we're going to discuss these cases. Basically, we so far have the same theme. Soaking ink, um, heating up flax, soaking <coughs> soaking um, materials to get colored. So those are two basic groupings. Next grouping is you can't 
which we gave the example, you can't set up a mouse trap unless you're sure it's going to catch it when it's still Friday. In other words, uh, you have to uh, disarm it once Shabbat comes. I'm sorry. Uh, this is a whole different reason. You can't sell an item to a guy on Erev Shabbat. The ain't tonim imo, and you can't load something up on his animal in Erev Shabbat. Then Megillah, you can't load something on the guy himself. They shiagilam akom karov. He has to be able to reach his destination, which is close on Erev Shabbat. Meaning, I don't want the guy carrying something outside for me, uh, even though I loaded him up, even for himself. I load him up on Erev Shabbat. I don't want him to do this. Because we're going to see in the Gemara, possibly because it looks like he's your messenger. We're going to see in the Gemara later on, I'm sure people remember this discussion we had a long time ago, that we don't want uh, on Shabbat him to leave your house with a package. That's the whole discussion of the housekeeper leaving on Shabbat with her bag, with your bag, whole discussion. I'm sure you remember that from way back when. That was a big discussion we had. Um, Mr. Saf? One second. Eddie? Eddie? Uh, it's, it's, do you remember that? This yeah, you're, 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 you're going in and out. Yes, I do. The ladies carrying the uh, the bags from uh, pomegranates and uh, Jimmy's and all those stores. Yes. Yes, okay, good. You're not hearing me well? I believe it's uh, going in and out to me. I don't know about anyone else. Does anyone else? Now everyone else is good? Okay. Fine. We continue. Um, yeah, so we'll see that in the Gemara. There's a whole issue of the Goy leaving your house. This is not related to the previous discussions. Uh, why they stuck this in the middle, I really don't know. The next one is related. Don't give leather to a Goy. He says, if you're giving something to the Goy, to the cleaners... He has to finish it on Friday. He can't do it on Shabbat. Of course, we know you can't tell me he has to finish it on Shabbat. My father's house, the custom was, they would give white clothing, which was hard to wash. Since it took three days, they would only give white shirts to the cleaners three days before Shabbat to make sure that the guy finished it before Shabbat. And lastly, which the Gemara is also going to discuss, the Shavim Elovelo all agree, Shetuanim Korat Betabad, you're allowed to load up a olive press and put the heavy bar on it to start the process of the squeezing. The Gulag got, and you can also put the heavy beam on the on the wine press but for some reason, even Beit Shammai will let the olive and wines be pressed on Shabbat. Why don't you say that your kelim, your utensils, are working for you on Shabbat? And we're discuss why is this different. Why is Beit Shammai, although he doesn't allow you to set a mouse trap, he will allow you to set up the wine press. Okay, that's the end of our Mishnah. Now, the first case of Mishnah that we spoke about, <clears throat> that Beit Shammai and Beltalel argued about, was soaking the ink. Now, if they're arguing, if you have to soak the ink, and you're allowed to soak the ink before Shabbat, 
Now let's soak the ink before Shabbat. It means everyone agrees that it's Asur to soak the ink on Shabbat. The question is, what's wrong with soaking ink on Shabbat? What am I, what's wrong with putting a glob of ink in water? Okay? So we're going to be touching on, those of us that remember Mesechet Shabbat and learned it more than once, it's exciting because you remember some things. So I'm going to call on, you see the group of you, I don't only, only call on Eddie Saf, it shouldn't look like he's my teacher's pet, but I don't see anyone else here from the morning, for Shabbat morning class um, that I could call on. I could maybe call on Morris, maybe Morris is in sometimes, if he's not on Hatzlach or Morris. Yes. Which one of the 39 Malachot might be involved in soaking ink in water? Dying? Uh, no, it's not dying. Uh, we're talking about soaking ink in water. Uh, we're talking about soaking a uh, certain type of animal food in water. Actually, Mr. Bra used to come a long time ago. Maybe he'll remember. Mr. Bra, uh, what? That was too long ago. <laughs> too long ago. Okay. So we had none of our Friday morning, Shabbat morning members. Uh, okay. Morris, one last shot, Morris. What could be wrong with soaking? Before I go to Eddie, who's going to, uh, Eddie's going to have the answer. Um, Eddie Saf, okay. Ed? Ed? Oh, Rabbi. Which one of the 39 malachot do you think is going to happen when I'm soaking the ink in the water? I think, uh, machek. No? No. Erasing? Okay. Sorry. The answer is... Dying. No, not dying. How about soaking, uh, 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 squeezing, squeezing? No, no. Very good. Benji Wygoda, who's muted, did it with his hands. Do that again, Benji, with your hands. Okay, now let's see if anyone could ream his pantomime. What, Saul, do you know what he was trying to say? I don't see him. No. I I didn't see his face. Benji, your hands, your hands. You got to move away from the screen. He's trying to take the moment. What is that? Morris? Looks like a bear to me. Morris? <laughs> what else? Come on, guys. Squeezing. Obvious. Squeezing. Okay. The answer is kneading. Oh, kneading. Wow. Look wow. at Alan's wow. name. Good. Look at Alan's name. I see Alan's name. I, I will. Don't worry about it. I will very soon, I will very soon in my managing participants, I will disallow the ability to rename yourself. Okay? I'm just disallowing that. He can no longer do that. Okay, fine. That's your name for the rest of the the night, Alan. Okay, so, kneading. The process of kneading is when you add flour and water together. You pour the water into the flour and then you mix. The question is going to be, is just pouring the water on the flour alone called kneading? If so, we're going to have a similar case over here. When you're soaking the water, is the soaking process, even though you didn't actually knead it, but you put a solid and a liquid together, and there's a that's the first step of the kneading process. Is that pouring water, if you just pour water on top of flour, is that lash? Now. The Gemara is going to say, I'm going to, the, the Gemara is going to assume now that from the fact that we're discussing uh, the prohibition of adding ink to water, obviously just the addition alone is asur. Says the Gemara, who's the author that says just the soaking alone, adding the water is like, is enough, is, is, that's, that's the Malacha. Amar Yosef Rebihi, the Tanya, we'll learn, learn this much later than Mesechet. 
אחד נותן את הקמח, ואחד נותן את המים, one put the flour, one put the water, אחרון חייב, דברי רבי. Just pouring water into flour is enough to be חייב. רבי יוסף יהודה אומר, אינו חייב עד שיגבל, you have to actually do the kneading process. So our Mishnah that forbids adding the dye to the water must hold that adding water to flour is a problem. אמרי אביי, אביי argued, no, maybe not. means dough is kneadable. So if something that's kneadable and you just added the word for flour, that's not enough. But, but, you never go and mush the ink. Ink is not mushable. Maybe everyone agrees by a non-mushable item just adding is alone. So maybe all agree you can't add ink to water. One put the ash in. Ash is not needable. So you see they're arguing even by a non-needable item because they're arguing by ashes. Sometimes they'll use the word afer with the aleph, but it really means afar is dust. They're only again arguing by things that are needable. There's two brightness. One says afer, one says afar. Obviously it's not the same. It wasn't the same bright. It was two separate brightness. So I'll say one said afer, one said afar, but they're both afar. But by a non-needable item, maybe everyone agrees. Okay. End of discussion. Okay. So now we'll be talking about the concept of Malacha starting before Shabbat and continuing. Tanur Rabbanan. Hotkin mayim legina erev Shabbat mchashecha. You're allowed to open up a wellspring of sorts into a garden, Erev Shabbat, Im Chashecha, means you want to turn on your sprinkler Friday afternoon. No problem. Turn on the sprinkler and let it water your house, water your grass. Number one. Number two. You'll have to put incense under the clothing on Friday and it's going to continue throughout Shabbat giving a giving incense smell to your clothing. So you're setting up uh, systems on Friday for Shabbat. You're allowed to put sulfur under uh, silver in order to get them better. And continues the process. You're allowed to put a medicinal patch on your eye. A medicinal patch on a wound. And the process continues all day. But don't put wheat in the in the mill. But a mill is not allowed. So now wants to figure out what's the difference in the mill, which I can't set up a mill before Shabbat and everything else. My time, oh, what's, why is it worse? Because the mill makes noise. And therefore it's a zilzul of Kvot Shabbat. There's a thing called Av Shemilta. There's a thing called Av Shemilta. Uh, Eddie? 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 Oh, boy. Right, oh. You want to say hello? Can you show your face, please, Ed? Eddie? Thank you. Okay, we'll continue. Okay, we're gonna, we, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to take a station break over here, but, uh, We'll continue. Okay, so now, why is a mill 
more stringent than the other things. So reason number one is you can't set up a mill on Erev Shabbat because the mill is going to cause noise and it's a zilzul quote Shabbat. There's a discussions, I'm not going to get into Ha'achal but there's discussions about this um, uh, when, when it comes to a housekeeper or a dishwasher, better yet. Some people, some rabbis don't like dishwashers because Av Shamilta makes a lot of noise. Certain things that, okay, we're not going to get into that now, the halakha aspect, but we see that in halakha, that there's uh, noisy things are, are more serious. Why don't you tell me the reason why I can't use the mill is because it's working. Utensils are not allowed to work. Right now, we're not getting, we don't yet know who holds that. We're assuming everyone holds that. But have a bride to the Tanya. Your utensils has to rest. I think the reason why I'm arguing, Rabbah, the reason why you can't use the mill is because the mill, you'll not have the utensils work for you. He says, hold on, if that's the case, we're assuming now for some reason it's Betelel. Go free to Megmar Maishitamisharu. If you tell me because the noise, so understand, again, the brighter told me, I'm allowed to incense my clothing. I'm allowed to sulfurize my silver. Okay, I understand why, because there's no noise involved. But if you're telling me now because my, my utensils are not out of work, are not about noise, so then why am I, am I forbidding the mill and I'm allowing my sulfur and my spice? They're also working for me. There's a difference in the sulfur and the incense. There's no activity happening. Your sulfur is burning. Your incense is burning. Yes, it's accomplishing something, but there's no activity. The millstone, the mill's grinding. So shvitat kelim is only forbidden when there's a when there's a grinding going on. That's an action. So that's what he wants to say now. There's a difference between shvitat kelim when there's an action and shvitat kelim when there's not an action. What about the Gemara says, Unin shall pishtin my time shower. How come that Hillel allowed in the Mishnah the case of the, of the flax? Again, Mishum Galo Avid There's nothing happening. The, the oven doesn't do work. It's just the, the flax is sitting on the floor of the oven. Hold on. Mitsudot Chayava Ofid Agim the Kavid Masa my time We allow the traps. Isn't the trap doing an action? If you're telling me now that Bet Hillel holds you now to do an activity and we only forbade the mill, because it does an action, I finally caught you. The mouse trap does an action, and we allowed it. If you're telling me we don't allow your kelim to do actions on Shabbat, how come you could do the mouse trap? The answer is, the answer is, it was nets. It wasn't a case of a mouse trap. It was a net, and the fish just goes into the net. You're right, a mouse trap, you put the cheese there, he hits the thing, and boom, he gets caught. That you can't do. So, so Yosef is sticking to his guns that everyone holds your utensils now to do activity. And anytime you find a permissible utensil activity, it's because it was a no, it wasn't activity. It was just passive. So passive utensils are allowed. Active utensils are not allowed. That's what Yosef. What it says, Now we reveal to you what we didn't know now. Only Beit Shammai holds utensils now do work on Shabbat. Below Beit Hillel. Now that I told you that, 
then everything's easy. The Beit Shammai that holds you not allowed, you can't, your utensils can't, we can't work. Bein kavid maaseh, bein lo kavid maaseh. Whether, whether it's active or passive, asur. The Beit Hillel that says you're allowed to do, do work with you, utensils, avagavda kavid maaseh, shari. So first we thought we're going to differentiate between active and passive, but now that we clarify that Beit Hillel doesn't hold utensils can't do work at all, and Beit Shammai holds never, there's no reason now to differentiate. The only problem is, if you're telling me that Beit Shammai never allows utensils to do work even passive, I got a problem. If that's the case, now I'm stuck. Now I go to the other extreme. How come I'm allowed to have my utensils sulfurized and my, and my clothing perfumed? Was hatam manacha ara. We have to come with a chidush. It wasn't sitting in a vessel. If your if your if your instance was in a vessel, then it's doing work. It's on the ground. You don't own the ground. So the only time Beit Shemai is a crazy concept. I don't know how it was living in Beit Shemai's house, but any time anything was in a pot or any utensil of yours, it's forbidden on Shabbat. So my asks, gigit. Then what about I have a, a jug? Oh, that has barley inside of it and it's turning into beer. Nair. That's, that's impossible. I have my candle. It has a flame in it. Or, Kedera, I got my pot on the fire. It's cooking. What's Beit Shammai doing? You just told me now, passive utensil, Melachot is Asur? Then, then we can't do anything. What are you doing? How could you have a, how could you have your chamin on, on the fire? Answers the Gemara, crazy chidush. The mafkirlu afkure, Beit Shammai would have to make all his utensils hefker before Shabbat, because your utensils can't do work for you. So you think we gotta say kal chamira erev Pesach every erev Shabbat? Beit Shammai is saying kol kelim de itli, the chazite the la chazite, lift over the hefker kaprada. None of my utensils can do work for me. So in order to have the chamin on Shabbat, I have to make my kelim hefker. You all sitting down? No one fell off their chair? Mash. Good. It's unbelievable. And uh, since Mashiach's coming soon, and we know the uh, legend has it that when Mashiach comes, we're following Beit Shammai. Yeah. You got to wow. get ready. So we got to Siman from Shammai, and we're learning the 18 things, learning all Beit Shammai, because... Mashiach's coming soon, so we got to get to know. Amen. 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 Okay, good. Okay. Maybe we should make a instruction booklet. How to do Erev Shabbat? Before. Yes, yes. We got to put that out. Put that out. <laughs> we'll send it out. Ralph will email it just in case Mashiach comes. Everyone, don't forget to mafkir your kelim before Shabbat. <laughs> your crockpot. Mafkir your crockpot. Yes. Okay. We continue. It's not a joke. This is just this called Shvitat Kelim. I'm sure you heard of it once before. Shvitat Kelim. Utensils must rest. Okay, we continue. Eli Beit, are you good? Great. Okay. Very excited to hear that Beit Shemachidush. Yes, he's a visual learner and he just loves watching the screen. He's enjoying himself. Okay, we continue. Um, bum, 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 bum. Okay. Now, Mantan Banan. We have a bright that says like this. Lo Isha Kedera Asasiot 
A lady should not fill up her pot with certain kind of beans that have long, a long cooking process. If you remember the tormus had to be cooked seven times. Anyone remember that? The tormusin had to be cooked seven times, very bitter. Okay. Do not fill up this pot with the beans and put it in the oven at Shabbat. She did it. You can't benefit from the amount of time it takes to cook. A baker can fill a, a barrel of water and put it into the oven. And again, when Masak came, we find him. Because Bet only Bet Tillel should have no problems putting water in ovens and putting beans in ovens. Now the Gemara is going to tell us a important rule that's going to show up throughout the Sechet Shabbat. This is the first time we're finding this Gezerah Bishul. Again, the beauty of Daf Yomi and doing it the second time and having a little bit of overview is there's certain things that show up in certain spots sporadically and you got to zone in on them. This is coming in as a side point, the middle of the Gezerahs, and this and that, Shvitat Kelim. They're going to share with you a halachic bombshell, which impacts our life every Friday. We make Gezerot because people might play with coals. They're going to stoke the coals. And therefore, if you put something in the oven, Erev Shabbat, forget about your oven working for you. That's not the issue. Putting something in the oven Erev Shabbat is not because your oven's cooking for you. Putting something in the oven Erev Shabbat is because we're afraid you're going to stoke the coals. That's why we have blechs and all those kind of things. And a very important two words you got to remember. Shema Yechateh. Maybe you will stoke. That is a very, very powerful two words that are going to show up throughout Masechet Shabbat. So says, we should make a gezera on 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 the on the um, sulfurizing your silver and 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 perfuming your clothing. You should st- maybe also going to stoke the clothes. Why are we allowing that? Stoking the coals is going to cause ash, and ash is no good for your clothing. So any time that stoking the clothes would cause a a a, a loss, we're not afraid you're going to stoke the coals. So only afraid when it comes to cooking and to stoke the coals. When it comes to this sulfurizing process that it's negative, we're not afraid. Yes, Mr. Beracha. Uh, what about a hot water urn? You can't put water in unless there's enough time for it to heat up before Shabbat? You, well, we're talking about, um, there's two things. Shemayachate might be even if it's cooked already because you want to keep it hot. We'll get into the details later on. Okay. We'll see the details soon. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. Udin shel pishtan ami ligzor. What about the flax? Forget about the kelim issue. Beit Hillel doesn't worry about your kelim working, but you're going to stoke the clothes by the flax. By the flax, also hatam came in the kashlu zika lomeglu. They are opening up the oven. The the wind is bad for it, and you're not going to come to open and stoke the coals. Semeliyoreh. We're going through every case that Beit Hillel allowed and wasn't worried about utensils working. What about this new? We're just doing a new concern. Also, the, 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 the answer is, uh, the case of the, of the, uh, soaking wool, it wasn't on a flame anymore. There's no, there's nothing to stoke. 
Maybe you're going to go mix it together. Akura tucha. We're talking about a case where it's off the oven and you also put mud on top of it so we're not afraid that you're going to start playing with anything inside of it. Okay. Now the Gemara is going to say a new, a few more laws based on this concept of, of stoking. Now that you told me that this is also halachalama said. I have a pot that has food that's not cooked at all. I'm allowed to put something in the oven that's totally raw out of Shabbat, and it's not a problem. My tama came on the lochazi since it's not going to be fit to eat on that night, it's off your mind, you're not going to play with it. So that means, if I have a pot of soup on the on the a fire, I can't put a pot of soup on the fire that's not yet cooked, because I'm afraid you're going to play with the flame. That's why we have a blech. But if you technically have, you just put a pot of cholent on the fire five minutes before Shabbat, and everything's raw there, you're not... You're not gonna, you don't even think about it now. Stoking the coals, I want to make sure it's hot enough for tonight's dinner. But for tomorrow, I'm just gonna leave it and I forget about it. Bashil velo bashil asur. You cannot allow, leave something that started to cook and not cooked yet. Cause we're afraid the lady's gonna get nervous. It's not fully cooked. She's gonna stoke the coals to make the flame higher. But there's another trick. If I have a pot that's already cooked, but I throw a piece of raw meat in, that piece of raw meat is going to make it not edible till tomorrow. And again, that'll fix the problem. So in the case where you don't have a blech, if you put something on the fire that's totally raw, that saves you from that. Okay. Another point. We said before that we're not worried about the flax because when you uncover the flax, the wind is going to ruin it. And therefore, I'm not afraid that you're going to play with it. Anything that's in an oven, now, they used to have to open the ovens to play with the coals. They're, the way their ovens were, we'll have to show you later. Their oven was, uh, it looked like a teepee. It looked like a teepee. And it had, it had, uh, ima- imagine as coals on the bottom of the teepee. There's coals in the bottom of the teepee. And, and, uh, in order to get into the oven, you have to remove, you have to open some door to get to the coals. So now, you're not going to open that door if the wind is going to ruin what's inside. So, If I have meat of a goat, that is soft. Now, I'm sorry, let me give you back up. There's going to be two, two, there's going to be a discussion of it. Let me just give you the barrels before we start. There's certain meats that wind ruins it, delicate meats. And there's certain, and, and you could seal the oven door, which is harder to open. So if I have check, check, means it's meat that is hard, that, the, that, it, that it's going to be impacted by opening the door, A. And I also sealed the door, B. That's check, check. Those are two reasons why I'm not concerned you're going to, you're going to play with the coals. If I have meat that's not affected by the wind and it's sealed, that's check X. If I have meat that's not affected by the wind and it's open, that's minus, minus. So we have check, 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 minus, minus, minus. Those are the three variables. Okay. So, you got that much? Should I say it one more time? I'll say it one more time. Okay, you just have to know, much. Yeah. You have to know this concept, general concept throughout shots. So you have check, check, check minus, minus, minus. 
It's like okay. saying, you're listening to this class now. Check, check is you're wearing clothing and you have glasses on. That's check, check. Okay. Hmm. Check minus is that you got your pajamas on, but you still got your glasses on. So you're not, you're not wearing clothing, but at least you got your glasses on. No, Rabbi, 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 check, check is being in Yad Yosef for the Taf. Check minus is doing it on Zoom and minus minus is not going at all. However you like to say it, whatever the mashal is, you got the concept. So now we're dealing with this oven. Check, check is, it's the kind of meat that the wind is going to ruin, so you're not going to open the door. Okay. I also have, the door was has a little mud sealing it, so I have two things stopping me from opening the door. That's check, check. Okay. Check minus is, or minus check, is either it's meat that's not affected by the wind, or the door is sealed, but one of the two. Mm-hmm. And minus minus is, it's, it's meat that doesn't care if you open the door, and the door is not sealed. Good? Good. Good. So here we go. Something that's wind hurts it, you don't open the door. If it's this gedi meat that the wind ruins, usrik and the door is sealed, there's no worries. The barchaf, it's a ram that, that, that the wind does not ruin it. Velo sharik and the door is not sealed, asur, that's minus minus. Gaja velo sharik, the barchaf is sharik. If I have check minus minus check, means either it's the meat that doesn't get affected, but the door's sealed, or the door's open when the meat gets affected. That's a machloker of Ashi Shire Rev Yumi Difti Asir. There's a machloker when I have check minus minus check. Of Ashi the Shire that allows you to, to, to leave meat cooking if, um, <clears throat> if, if it's a gadi, even though it's open because I'm not concerned because the meat's gonna, gonna get, get ruined. You're not allowed to leave meat on the oven. It sounds like no meat at all. That Rashi will explain that Mishnah is talking about the ram's meat and it's open. That's when it's not allowed, when it's a minus minus. Now, Ikadamri, we're just going to play with the variables. Ikadamri, the Gadya, if it's a meat that gets, that's sensitive, that's the one check. That's enough. Bain sharik, bain lo sharik shapadami. One check is enough. As long as the meat's gonna get ruined. The other way, the bar chanami visharik, if it's the meat's not affected but sealed, also shapadami. Means either one's good. Either check is good. Everyone agrees, as long as I have one safeguard, I'm comfortable leaving it there. Either the meat will get affected or the door sealed. Keep pleading. When are they arguing? The Barch of Allah Sharif. They're arguing by a minus minus. Ravashi allows it, and Rabbi Yirmiyah Difti says it's Asur. Um, fine. Ravashi the Shari, how could that be? It says, Ain basar batzel batzel yom. You're telling me that I'm allowed to leave any meat in the oven? Hatam Bistra Gumri. Where the Mishnah forbid it, that's if it's actually on the coals. It's not in an oven, it's on the coals, and therefore, if it's on the coals just by flipping the steak, it's going to be very easily uh, stoking the coals. Amaravina. Amaravina. One second. Yeah, Amaravina. Hai karachaya, a raw gourd. Shapir dam, you'll have to leave it. Came in the kashla zika, kabisra the gadjadam. He's saying another thing that's affected by the wind, and we're not concerned. Okay, again, these discussions of shemi of stoking will be 
dealt with more at length later in the Masechet. Tun Rabbanan, Beit Shammai Omrim, Lo Yimkor Adam Chetzo, Lenochri, don't sell something to a Goy, Lo Yashilenu, don't lend him something, which is an item, Lo Yovenu, don't lend him money, Lo Yitenu Matana, El Kadei Shagila Beito, whatever you give him on Erev Shabbat, you have to make sure he will get home before Shabbat, the Goy. Beit Halil Omrim, as long as he gets within the city, uh, the city, uh, boundaries. If he leaves his house of the Jew, that's it. As long as he's out of the Jew's house, I don't care where he is. Don't give him anything. Don't give him Rabbi Akiva is explaining that Beit Hillel did not say that he has to get to his city, the Goy city. Beit Hillel holds, as long as the Goy leaves the Jew's house before Shabbat, I don't care about anything. And Bezrat Hashem, we will uh, continue tomorrow. Now tomorrow, I would like, with everyone's permission, because I want to do Chavruta night tomorrow, um, I would like to do the daf at 7.30. Do the daf at 7.30, and we'll have Chavruta night at 8.15. <clears throat> That's my plan. Um